My Mac Podcast 289 with Bacon. You're listening to the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome to My Mac Podcast number 289. Today is going to be a little bit different because uh, we don't have Gaz with us today. You know, he's he decided that uh, taking a vacation we're out of gas. We're out of gas. Yeah, he, he decided that taking a uh, taking a, a uh, family trip, going on vacation, was more important than not being paid for a podcast. And we're going to have words <laughs> when he comes back. Because that that just doesn't fly around here. But filling in quite admirably for Gaz today is MyMac.com's very own Owen Rubin. Cheer, cheer. How are you, Rope? Hey, hello. So I I have gas, but it's... (laughs) Well, it's okay to have... There's so many jokes here. I I I apologize to him in abstentia. And I don't have the English accent, so... But we'll get along without it this time. Well, you know, it's the way the show's been going for the last year or so. If you don't have an English accent... Uh, I don't know if we can get you in. <laughs> it's see. Oh, I'm not going there. <laughs> and and uh, right, right, you are. At at, uh, at at some point during the podcast today, Owen will be hitting me with sound effects. So exactly, wrong answer, just sorry. wrong answer. And he's got a couple of them, and I'm sure we'll all be annoyed with them before the show is done. <laughs> <coughs> but well, we'll have a good time today. That's all I can say. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the whole point Thank of doing a show. Time. Like, if it's not fun, then what's the point? You got to It's so got to be fun. You. I appreciate you inviting me back. It's always fun to be here. Happy to. Well, it's, it's great to have you back. Myself. So uh, we got lots to talk about. Don't oh we? yeah, yeah. This has been uh, kind of a busy week for Apple. They uh, they, they did. I mean, you'd figure that with the release of the iPad, which was, what, just a week and a half ago, as we're recording this on a Thursday, well, almost two weeks ago, that they could just kind of sit back, kick their feet up, and say, ah, okay, we're all done for a while. But but no, that very next Thursday... They announced they announced you know the OS four for the uh, for the iPod which we'll t- we'll talk about a little bit later, and then earlier this week the store closed down you know and there were rumors that it was going to happen, but you know no official word from anyone. When the stores opened back up, what did we have? Brand new MacBook Pros and some very interesting stuff inside of these MacBook Pros. Yeah, they're uh, it's impressive that. That they've they've really this and it doesn't seem like it's that long since they just did an improvement to them, re, you know, uh, recently. So it was impressive to see these things jump up. And am I mis- am I correct in seeing that the price may have actually come down somewhat too? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, the high end seventeen inch dropped from two hundred bucks from twenty four ninety nine to twenty two ninety nine, and that's with a uh, that's with a, with an i five. <clears throat> Uh, microprocessor, Intel microprocessor, and the high-end stock 15-inch dropped 100 bucks from 22.99 to 21.99. That I mean, that's more power, better machines, less money. Yeah. What can you ask? <laughs> better, what else can you ask? Better battery life too. Now and better battery life. Yeah. Now the the only one that that didn't get 
like all brandy new type of processors is the uh, the 13 inch MacBook Pros. But you know they they got a little bit of a speed boost up to 2.4 and 2.66 uh, gigahertz. So I guess the the 2.66 is really the improvement because my MacBook, which is the one that looks like a Pro but doesn't have FireWire, right? That was always 2.4 gigahertz. So. Um, Surprisingly, I think the bottom end hasn't. They just got rid of the very low one, and they moved it, moved it, moved the higher one out. Yeah, I think I think the lower one was what two point two, two point one something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I had to look, but it's not that important, you know. The but I do like to, you know, it's funny, and I know ten hours of battery life they claim on that thirteen inch. You know, Apple uh, Apple's with, been making some some pretty bold claims concerning battery life lately. You know, they they say you get. 10 hours with with the iPad and you know a, a lot of the people that have been testing them are reporting that they're getting a lot more than that they're getting like 11 yeah. to 13 hours which is pretty impressive so uh even Mossberg said he got 11 and something hours watching videos you know he's usually the most negative guy on Apple there is it seems like when he doesn't like something so when he says something positive I always take it out as a solid review well i i i think uh there were a couple of people that ended up getting iPads before the day of launch, and I imagine that. Uh, well, I know Andy Anatko got one because I was listening to it to him on uh, MacBreak Weekly over there in, in the Twitland, and um, I imagine <clears throat> Walt probably got one ahead of time too. Well, he said he was. If you read his article, he said he watched like four movies and a TV show and got eleven something hours on it, and he was using it heavily. So he was impressed. The comment I was going to make though is, I used to be really against this whole idea of non-replaceable batteries, right? And they they've all gone to built-in batteries where you take them to Apple to get them fixed. And then I kind of went back in my head over all the. PowerBooks and MacBooks and laptops I've bought from Apple. Yeah, over the and over the, over, the, over the last thirty or forty years. Uh, well, okay, well, maybe not that long. I mean, I think I have thirteen of them in this room of these computers oh I've had, and I think only the only one was the the G three Black Wall Street. Yeah, remember the last? Oh yeah, one? yeah. That one I think I bought three batteries for because the battery life wasn't great in it. But I've never bought a second battery. For one of these computers. What, for any of the other ones? You, ne- you never bought another battery for, for No. Them? I've never bought a second battery to carry. I, I had one of those things that you put underneath the laptop and plug into the power connector because you got loads of time. Yeah. But I've never bought a second battery. I've replaced one battery. That's not true. I've never bought a second battery to carry, I should say. Yeah. And I, that was always my concern. I know. I, I just recently bought uh, another battery from, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about you know, other world computing later, but that's where I bought a uh, second battery for my 2.33 Mac 15 inch MacBook Pro and with <clears throat> with the older laptops if you were going on a trip you know you're going to be in a plane or or you know you weren't going to have access to power for an extended period of time you, you yeah you, you had to have at least one other battery if you expected to get like more than 6 hours of use out of a laptop if you were lucky, if, yeah, yeah. If you were lucky, you know, if you start cranking out, uh, you know, Final Cut or something like that. You know, you, you could almost watch the the battery meter drop faster than your speedometer hitting the brake. <laughs> well, I made the mistake of putting a DVD in a in a laptop once to try to watch that, and because uh, did, did you get all the way through the it. DVD. No, I got about three quarters of the way through the movie and boom, down it went. I was like, <laughs> oh, I probably should have 
ripped that onto the hard drive, it probably would have worked a whole lot better because well, yeah. the damn DVD player is spinning all the time and it was eating up power. But so I look at this. Well, if, it hadn't, been, if this, it hadn't been the extended version of The Godfather, you would have been okay. There you go. But I look at this and go, okay, let's just assume 10 hours. I always find Apple says, oh, you get four hours. I usually get two and a half. Yeah. So yeah, usually about hours, anywhere from like two thirds to three quarters of the claim. Right. Well, let's say it's half. So even if it's half, if I can get five hours on a built-in battery, I don't need a spare battery. Because even if I go all the way across the country, it's a six-hour flight. I do not have the laptop out the whole time. Sometimes I stop to eat or go to the bathroom. And, and, you, don't, <laughs> but, and you don't take it with you into the bathroom. It, they're so cramped, it's hard to type in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you have an iPad. That's what the <laughs> iPad's for. IPad. Yep, for airport, airplane bathrooms. That, airplane, there, we figured it yeah, out. Yeah, that, the that's what the iPad is for. But, I mean, I love this idea of non-replaceable batteries now for some reason. I think if we can get that much – because now they don't – they can use the whole space for the battery. Right. It, and they don't have to have this removable piece and all the extras for the connectors and stuff the same well, way. Well, not only for the I connectors, but there's, there's you know the, the little bit of extra space they put in to kind of cushion it. Yep. So, so, now they get, so now they get slightly larger batteries. Mm-hmm. So what does it say? Eight to nine hours on the fifteen and seventeen. That's, that's yeah, phenomenal. That's, but that's that's not the only thing that that this that these machines have going for them. Uh, these are the first laptops from Apple. Now you know these Intel i five and i seven chipsets, or I'm sorry, uh, i five and i seven processors have been around for a little while, and you know a few of the other. Uh, PC manufacturers have been using them, but this is the first time that they've come out for Apple. And uh, Apple, you know, which which loves this, which loves to to seem to jump from you know graphics chipset to graphics chipset. Has, you know, I mean, they go from ATI, then they go back to NVIDIA, yeah. then back to ATI, and you know, they mess around with with Intel integrated graphics, which you know eh, that kind of sucks. But <laughs> now they have uh, they, they've gone to NVIDIA across the board. On the MacBook Pros, and I, I believe they all have uh, a built-in uh, NVIDIA, like you know, lower-end graphics chipset. With I think it's the the 320M, which you can get up to 256 shared memory. You know, with your your uh, onboard the 15 RAM. 15 and 17s are the 330M. Yeah, but the I think I right. think the 15s and the 17s actually have both. Or the or oh you're saying they have two processors? Well, they have they have two graphics chipsets, and and this this oh, kind of oh, goes back to the thing with the battery. Uh, depending on on what it is you're doing, the you know which graphics chipset you're using will you know I'm sorry let me let me let me, let me try that again. I need the buzzer. Thank you. <laughs> the. Uh, the, the lower end graphics chipset uh, is is in play unless unless you're using something that's like uh, you know GPU intensive that's using OpenGL or something along those lines and then it automatically switches to the higher end chip which of course uses more power and and uh-huh. there's and and I know that on the Windows side what they do is they have this white list of programs that need the the extra GPU power. So whenever one of those programs fire up, it automatically switches from the lower-end graphics to the higher-end graphics. Well, Apple took that, that same kind of concept, and, and this, this came out of NVIDIA's labs. They took that same concept and changed it around where instead of it being a whitelist of applications, it was, it was, it was dependent upon you know, what type of underlying graphics technology each of the programs that you're using was, was going to require. 
So and I know that and they throttle they throttle. I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to read as you're talking this about them. They don't mention that anywhere, so it's kind of well hidden in their specs somewhere. Yeah, well, it's there someplace. But you know, <clears throat> it, it kind of throttles up or throttles down the 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 graphics set that you need depending upon the type of not not the type not the what program you're running, but the type of program that you're running. Well, so I'm sure they get better battery life out of that, and the and the new i5 and i7 processors do the exact same thing. They call it turbo boost. Yeah, yeah. But basically, they can crank up about a third. They go from 2.66 gigahertz to 3.33 gigahertz. When, and it says on one or both cores. Originally, when I read that, I thought you can only do it on one core at a time. But they can kick it up for a little extra performance. Now, the question is, how long can they keep it there? I suspect it gets quite hot. But the nice part is that they actually roll it back when they're not needing it and even slow down a single processor and they get a great performance out and battery life out of the processors. Right. So if, if you're not needing, you know, because you remember the, uh, the old x86 computers, it actually had a little button on it that said turbo. You remember that? Turbo. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Now, anyone who owned one of these old computers, was there ever a time when you didn't have that button pushed? <laughs> you know, you know what, was, what would be... Yes, when you're on an airplane with a, and you needed the battery to last a long time. Well, yeah, but... If you're just watching... I mean, I did add a Sony that had a turbo mode, and I, it was... I, it, when I was using it for things like that were processor, needed the processor, it was always on. But if I was watching a video or something like that, I would shut it off because then I'd get about another hour on the battery. Okay, yeah, but, I mean, typically, though... You know, you left it. the processors were so bad then anyway that you left them on. Yeah, because otherwise you weren't going to get any decent speed out of them. In fact, what they overclocked them. They were they were. Yeah, <laughs> remember that thing was uh, opening up your big desktop. Oh PCs sure, and, and changing around changing them. around the the little jumpers, you know, and and yep. seeing how fast you could take it before you'd <laughs> you'd see the little magic smoke come out of the processor. <laughs> It's like there was. Well, there were. Go ahead. There were kits at Fry's. I don't know if you know about Fry's. The, you know. The, oh yeah, the old electronics store. Electronics stores. There were kits there that you could buy that had incredibly large fans, and some of them were even had water cooled uh, heat sinks for overclocking, so you could crank them way up, but suck the heat off really fast. And they, well, you had they were to. Thirty. They were getting thirty percent overclocking on these processors, uh, but what they found is that they they would occasionally throw an error. So if you didn't need exactly the right answer, I guess they worked great. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else would you use a computer for? I mean, let's face it, most of the people that are overclocking, for the most part, they're, they're, they're playing games. Playing games. And, you know, if the graphics glitch a tiny bit, you'll never see well, it. Well, no, because if they're, if they're running whatever game, it, you know, because the human eye, I believe, can only see, what, 30 frames a second? Anything above that, you start to lose the persistence. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when when I see these these people on, on other tech sites talking about, oh yeah, well you know I, I'm running you know Killers of, of Venice or you know whatever the latest FPS game is, and I'm getting 120 <laughs> frames a second. It's like you can't even see that. You know what is what is the point of spending you know seven hundred and fifty dollars on a on a graphics card that has two two terabytes of memory on it or whatever you know yeah. and 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 to, to get faster than you can see right? yeah yeah or to see or to have so many pixels on there that it looks lifelike but you're still playing a computer game. So in the digression, there's only one reason you want to run that I can think of today. You want to run at one hundred and twenty hertz. 120 frames per second or more, and that's going to be this new 3D technology. Yeah. 
because you, you put glasses on and you'll get 60 frames per second in each eye. So it's 60 times 2, 120 hertz frames. So 60 frames per second, you won't see the flicker, but you'll get different vi- different images for each eye. You see 3- 3D. And if a now, computer are you talking about, are you talking about computers get, or television sets? Well, television sets, computers could always do it if you can get the frame rate up high enough. It just require the software. So all the early 3D demos were done on computers because you could set your monitor to 120 hertz and, and then hook the glasses to the USB port and you could see 3D. So uh, that's the only reason I care about 120 hertz now. In fact, what new TVs are now 240 hertz. And we're back to the same thing. Yeah. The picture doesn't change that fast, you know, but you can get incredible, beautiful 3D out of them. Well, you know, I guess uh, at least for the time being, 3D is where is where Hollywood seems to be moving toward. You know, I mean, Avatar, Avatar just went friggin' crazy, and you know, and that's pretty much all. You, yeah, that's pretty much all you hear these days is you know, oh, this latest movie's coming out and it's in 3D. You know, I feel like I'm back in the 50s. That's what I thought, except that they look so much better. Those red-green glasses were horrible. Yeah, uh, We saw Up in 3D, and it was amazing. And we saw uh, Toy Story when it redid in 3D. Uh, of course, the animation ones are probably easier to do, to redo right. in 3D. Um, but, um, I, you know, it's the, it's the bacon of movies. You know, everything's got bacon in it these days. <laughs> That's the, 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 we were laughing about that. There's a... There's a Rumor going around on the website about Diet Coke with bacon. Diet, Google it. It's hysterical. Diet, There's a, Diet Coke with bacon. Well, was it Diet Bacon? Real. Is it Diet Bacon, though? The, well, the funny part is it's Diet Coke with bacon. <laughs> that, that alone is humorous, okay? Why not just Coke with bacon? Um, if you Google it, you'll see hundreds of sites that have copied this picture. And they all. if you follow the train back, it goes back to a MySpace page supposedly put up by Coca-Cola on April 1st, 2006. Hello. April 1st. The Is fact- there something significant about that date? <laughs> to those of us. In- Is April 1st a, a worldwide phenomenon? No, Is that a U.S.? No, I, I think we're the only ones dumb enough to fall for that. <laughs> just to- so this whole fad today in food, my wife is just talking about this, is bacon. Everybody's got to have bacon and everything. Bacon cupcakes, bacon donuts. So 3D is the bacon of television. Oh, I, I've, got an, I I've got a name for the podcast. The, what is the that? The Bacon Show. The Bacon Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's a fail. That's a fail. Okay. Before, before we, uh, we, we stop talking about Mac, we, we were talking about MacBook Pros, Owen. We, I MacBook swear Pro, to sorry. God, how, how did we, we were talking about so you, you, you brought up bacon. I didn't bring up. Now, I, I will admit, bacon is tasty. I love bacon. But we're bacon. we're here we're here to talk about at least for the next thirty <laughs> seconds MacBook Pros. Uh, so what else is new in there? Uh, well, the the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, that you have a that one of the options was a five hundred and twelve gigabyte solid state drive, which I c- can't even imagine how much that would just make that machine scream. <laughs> and of course, it would have a price to make you scream to go along with that. Because and that price would be thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be the. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That is expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, they still make me nervous. You know, I'm actually looking at a MacBook Air for my wife because she wants a very very light computer and right. it comes with a solid state drive. And I'm an engineer. I know how flash works. They wear out. They and they wear. So I guess they have a way of 
of making the life go. They claim at least five years, and that's as long as any hard drive runs So these days. so it, it, But the nice part is it probably extends the battery life because it doesn't have a motor or generate any heat. It's got to be faster because there's no latency in spinning disks. The data is just available. Um, and it's quiet. Oh, yeah. It's got, it's got to be so quiet. Well, I used a MacBook Air. I borrowed one when it had an SSD in it. And, you know, you'd start to type, and, and you're expecting to hear that. Li- Even though the disks are incredibly quiet these days, you still hear that little bit of whine. Oh, sure. As it's spinning up and spinning it's down. Gone. Nothing. I thought it was broken. It's like, is it working? And it's like, oh, solid state drive. Yeah. And there was no, very little heat from it. It was very cool. Well, I really kind of. We, we keep, we keep kind of coming back to other world computing. You, you saw that video that they had at Macworld, uh, at the Macworld Expo, I right? I mean, I did. The difference between, and it was even a slower machine. And just to see the difference between a machine booting up and, and from, the, from boot running like six Adobe applications with the solid state drive and it was just like I'm on okay go ahead you can do whatever it is you want in the meantime the one that has just the regular drive is like okay I'm getting there I'm all right I'm, I'm almost there okay <laughs> come on come on give me a break dude I try to remember the the times it was they were uh it was I'm, it was I think I, it, I think it was about time. a minute and a half for the solid state one from cold boot and over three and a half minutes, I think for the one with the hard drive, I mean, it was significantly faster. Yeah. I, I remember when I worked at Apple, we uh, actually had a, one of the machines we built, uh, the, you remember the Mac XO, you probably didn't call it the XO, the, the, the new classic when it came back out. Are you talking about the the LC two? No. What was the, they came out with a classic again. Oh, 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 the classic black and white. Yeah, was it called the Classic Two? I can't yeah, the name I think it was it. just the, class, the classic. Called- the Classic Two, I think, was color. Oh, well, this, I think the Mac Classic out, was classic. yeah, nine inch screen, black and white. Right, and it came back out. We re- it was reintroduced later, and when we built that, we actually built a solid state image of a of a boot floppy in the ROM. And on that machine, you can actually there's a secret handshake on that machine. I think it's Command Option XO, which was its internal code name. It will actually it will actually boot like instantaneously. And I thought, why don't we boot like that anyway? Well, you why, couldn't why you couldn't we... these days. Just because <sighs> yeah, well, the operating systems are you know, and whether you're talking about you know uh, Windows or Macs or or even 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 Linux, you know it 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 just takes time to load all those processes in. Look, we can wake a machine up from sleep in a very short time, right? But all that's all you know, at that, that point image. that that's already all loaded in. Yeah, so why not just save that image on the hard drive and go slap into memory and run? You know, well that's another that's a discussion for their time. But SSDs give you the similar kind of thing they save it in memory they load right. it really fast from memory they run a whole lot faster they still running up there now to be clear they're not running over a memory bus they're still running over uh, the same, well, a it's the same, yeah it's it's X- the same say to bus X- speed right so that does that does slow it down a little bit but i suspect in the future we'll start to see ssds on the memory bus well i think um i didn't intel have a uh, a it was a, a hybrid hard drive that also had uh i think some some built-in flash memory, and and not and I'm I'm not talking about caches I, or anything like that. I vaguely like remember that. what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, it never it didn't go anywhere. It yeah, didn't. Go that'd anywhere. be an interesting idea. A, a hybrid. That's an interesting idea. Well, yeah, but the the problem is, you know, it, it's kind of like with hybrid cars, where it's 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 a stopgap. 
between what's now and what's coming. You know what I mean? Well, I, the reason hybrids work where in areas where the technology isn't good enough, like all electric cars, they're great if you don't have to go more than 100 miles a day. So <laughs> yeah, and, right? and, so, and you're not far from a from a plug-in point somewhere. And one of my favorite TV shows, and if you watch Top Gear, they wanted to build an electric car, and then they couldn't go far enough, so they stuck a diesel in the back of it to generate power for the batteries to drive the car. What was the point? <laughs> or I'm oh, sorry, why, why am I asking? Because they that? couldn't have, they didn't have enough batteries, so they added a diesel engine to their electric car to make their electric car go. I just thought it was kind of funny. They, Hybrid, but I don't know if in this case you need hybrid. Solid state drives are getting. I mean, I guess if you want terabytes of data. Well, w- wait, was was yeah, that was that one of those uh, those French S cars? No, they built it themselves. Are you sure? Because that, that's how those S cars go. <laughs> I'm waiting. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, we're going to go back. That's actually very funny. I we're going to go back and talk about Mac stuff again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one one of the other things that Apple's come out with very recently, uh, they had a uh, uh, a big to do out there in Cupertino, and they've released some information about OS four for uh, and I just call them i devices. You know, it's for the iPhone, the iPod Touch, and of course the uh, the iPad. And one of the big bugaboos about the iPhone OS is finally sort of going to go away, and that's multitasking. Yay. Yeah. Multitasking the way it needs to be done. And well, as you saw, I, I commented on it on the our own internal email list yeah. that it's not truly multitasking. But well, it is know, I've, a, I've run- it kind of is as long as it falls within a couple of different areas. Now, you don't have multitasking across the board for every single type of app <laughs> that that is available for either the iPhone or the iPod Touch or the iPad. You know the eye guy, yeah, the eye device, the eye devices. Well, but there's a reason for it, and I and I thought about this long and hard before we had the show. And let's remember that when Jobs came out with the iPhone, you couldn't even program it, and his reasoning was he wanted it to be a solid device. It, it didn't want it crashing. He didn't want you cutting out in the middle of phone calls because an application got in the way. He was His number one goal of that thing, it seemed to be, was besides being the very cool phone, was that it had a good customer experience, yes. which is what's important to him. When they finally allowed you to write apps, Apple still has control over the apps. They still want well, to Originally, be wasn't experience. it supposed to be like web apps? Yeah, well, I mean, they talked about web apps because in the end you can still do that. But they finally let you write apps, but they have a lot of control over it. And um, in fact, I think you can only write now. They're going to they're make it so you can only write using their tools. They want the phone and devices to be stable. And I kind yeah, of. Yeah, and uniform across the board. Part of me as a developer go, oh, it pisses me off. The other part of me goes, oh, congratulations, because I have a Palm Trio. That, I'm sorry. That, you know, when you. It's sound, you effect, sound effect, please. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Palm Trio. <laughs> um, I still have Palm Trio because until recently I couldn't use an iPhone at my house. So, uh, but, but you didn't have. There were no three G. There wasn't three G in your area, or there wasn't any AT and T coverage. There wasn't coverage at all. Wow. Yeah. People would come to my house and their cell phone, their iPhones wouldn't work. And they're like, where do you live in the woods? And I can see downtown Oakland from my house, but I couldn't get a cell coverage. Go figure. Um, and it's definitely less than 30 miles to downtown. So um, it should have worked, but it didn't. So that aside, I think one of the reasons it, 
every system anywhere that's gone truly cloud multitasking has stability problems. And they're just now getting to the point. Even, I mean, look, Mac OS still does it. Windows 7 still has occasional application crashes. Sure. Um, all, Linux has application freeze-ups and crashes. All these multitasking things have issues where applications who want to work with each other either tie up resources, lock up part of the machine. They end up in... And, and there's, there's technical terms for it, but they end up in lock modes where the application just goes, oh, I'm waiting for something else. And think of it as gridlock, true gridlock for applications. Yeah, it's electronic they gridlock. Wait, they all end up waiting for each other and everything grinds to a halt. Or people launch so many things that you, you run out of memory, you run out of processing speed, you can't all use the disk at the same right. time, and the performance goes to hell. We've all seen sure. it. You know? I mean, I don't know how many times when somebody calls you, oh, my Mac's not running well, and you say, well, how many apps do you have open? 34. And you know, they've got and they don't all fit on the bar. The, the <laughs> command tab bar the so it's, that's what people are going to do. So We're having too much fun this with this. Is a way, this is a way to stop that. So it, it gives you the multitasking in the areas that you really want it. And if I remember them correctly, it's um, music and audio playing. Right. So, so background audio. Uh, networking. So if you say you have an app that wants to upload well, twenty pictures, it's, it's sort of network. Um, you've got things like voice over IP. So I'm I'm right. imagining they're going to finally allow you know Google Voice and uh, and Skype and Skype and I, and I know that there's one other uh, VoIP app that's already been approved at least for the iPad. I don't know about the iPhone. I have it on my machine. I can't remember what it is, okay. but there's a couple. But so they keep that. But but also right. Back, some background functions. background location. Push, push, notifications, push notifications, local notifications, task finishing. Now, by task right. finishing, I imagine they mean if you go from one app and that app is in the middle of something and you want to go I'm to another app, that- well, when you switch to the second app, whatever the, right. the last processes are that the original app needs to do, it's going to finish those and then it's going to hit that halt state, which is basically Although the way that like they're working and multitasking. Also- it looks like those are also limited. So I think if you're like exiting an app, it will continue to exit properly. But I was going to go back to networking. If you have a network uh, application that needs to upload ten pictures to the to a server, you can start those and swap out of your app, and the uploads will continue because they will get queued and run in the background. You know, it's it's funny. So, I'm, I'm over here at mymac.com, and there was an article I wrote on January 29th, and. Um, what, what's that website again? That's, it's mymac.com. <laughs> and one of the things I was, and what the name of the story is, how the iPad could multitask without multitasking. And right. I, I'm looking for, actually, you know what? We'll talk about, let, let's, um, we're about a half hour into this. Let's take a break. And okay. we're going to let Tim talk to us about the good folks at OWC. You know, we, we've mentioned them. <laughs> Yeah, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and we've, we've mentioned them a couple of times. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but when Tim does it, it's much better. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get this timing down before the show is over. The problem is that the screen went out. Oh, okay. On my, on my iPod, so I couldn't get the button. Like, I was going to reach out and it was black. All right, so we're going we're gonna to let Tim tell us something great about OWC, and we'll be right back. Midnight, 
Hello, fellow Mac users. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of OWC Radio and spokesman for Otherworld Computing. What we're talking about today is capturing old VCR tapes to your Macintosh. Let's say, I don't know, if you're my age, I'm in my 40s now, and I know a lot of you are too, and back in the day, the 80s, the 90s, even part of the 2000s, you captured everything on, yeah, you remember those big VCR cameras? I mean, they were VHS, and they were a video camera, but you used a full-size camera. Remember those? Or maybe you used one of the smaller ones with the Super 8, those, those kind of things. Well, how do you get the old video images those old movies off that old VHS tape onto your computer so you can sync it to like your iPad or your iPod. Uh, you can convert it and use it on iTunes. Maybe you want to re-edit it. Maybe you want to do kind of a, uh, a color correction in Final Cut Express. I mean, that's a really good idea because let's be honest, some of that old tape, the way it recorded, mm, color's really not there. So you can with Final Cut Express, you can really do some color corrections, make it look a lot better. But before you can do any of that, you got to get the information off that tape and onto your computer. So how do you do that? Elgato makes a really cool little device. And when I say little, I mean this thing is pretty small. It's called Video Capture. And it advertises itself as Capture Analog Video and Audio, of course, from any source for your Mac, iPod, and iPhone. They probably need to update that to say iPad, don't they? Now, this is fantastic. It's $89.99. It plugs into a USB port on your Mac. You come out of your VCR, you know, the RCA jacks. You'd have the red, white, and yellow, yellow being the video. Or you can go S-Video out of your VCR into this unit. It has all four types of plugs. Plug it right into your computer. You hit play on the VCR. It records it on your Mac. It's really, really simple. There really is no easier way to transfer your home videos to your Mac. You can play it in QuickTime. You can sync it with your iPod, your iPhone, your iPad. Uh, you can bring it into iMovie. I would suggest picking up a copy of Final Cut Express because you can really do some nice color corrections within Final Cut Express that you really can't do in iMovie. So you, not only are you making a digital copy of those old movies, you can make it look a lot better, and that's important. Because let's be honest, there's only one copy of that tape. Don't wait until you have a flood, a fire, or you just simply lose it for all time. you got to get that stuff converted over to digital so you can get it on your computer. And once it's on your computer, make it look better. Use Final Cut. Use something to enhance, color correct, that sort of thing. And then you can burn a DVD. You could put it up on your mobile me account. Uh, you could put it up on your Facebook page. You could do that. Uh, start up a free YouTube channel and upload it there as long as it's, you know, not too personal. But what, the whole point is you got to make copies of the stuff. You got to get it in digital format so it lasts forever. Those old VHS tapes, let's be honest, they're going to start degrading really fast, really soon. Convert it over to digital, get it out there on your computer, make it look a little bit better, make copies. If if maybe it was uh, from the 80s and the 90s and the kids, your kids that you videotaped back then, they're adults now. They moved out. I bet they would like a copy of it. And you're not going to give them a, a VHS copy, are you? Of course not. You want to give them a DVD copy. Maybe put it on Facebook so their kids can see it. The point is get this done really soon. Easiest way of doing it. The Elgato video capture device. Check it out at maxsales.com. Eighty nine ninety nine. Order it today. You'll have it tomorrow.
In the meantime, make sure you listen to OWC Radio. We're up to 22 episodes as I record this. The last one was with David Bienni. We're talking about the brand new Photoshop, Photoshop CS5. That's episode number 22. Go check that out at owcradio.com or look for us on iTunes. And in the meantime, keep listening to the MyMac.com podcast. And thanks a lot, Owen and Guy. Okay, we're back. Thanks, Tim. And thank you to OWC for sponsoring this podcast. Now, when we left off, uh, we were talking about OS4 and an, an article I wrote back in January 29th of this year before Macworld talking about how the iPad could multitask without multitasking. It was like you could see into the future. Yes, I see into the future. Yeah, well, and... Yeah, it was it was basically kind of kind of what Apple is doing, where uh, with with a multi touch action, you could bring up similar apps or apps that would relate to whatever it was you were doing, and switch to those apps, and whatever processes were running on the previous app would stop. So that's very similar to what Apple is doing, and you know, I, <coughs> you it's know kind that. of kind of like with with Windows Seven. Windows Seven was my idea. You know, multi touch on the on the uh, on the iDevices was was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would give it all up just for one feature that I think it will have that drives me nuts right now. Like I'm reading an email and I touch a link and email closes and it launches the browser. Then I got to close the browser and go back to the, the launcher and launch email. Then I got to go back and find the email I was reading. And just to be able to go between those without having... Well, you'll you know, be able to. Yeah. And to me, that's worth the price of admission, even if it doesn't do all these other multi at all just to be able to switch back and forth quickly between apps without having them start over again i just and or right. go into the, fast fast app switching that's fast app switching. that's one of the, that that's one of the things that that this will be doing yeah i think that's that that is going to be that's amazing all by itself yep so that's that's multitasking that's that's going to be included in uh the ipod i'm oh, sorry it's about <laughs> time <laughs> no wrong wrong sound no, effect it's about time <laughs> yeah that's that's for uh for the uh, os4 for the i devices and when does that uh, the that other part out when uh well i think they're saying in june and which coincidentally now, enough will they- probably be when the next iphone comes out Right. I suspect there will be a new gen iPhone to handle that. And it, oh, is yeah. limited. it doesn't run on every device, we should point out. Um, it, doesn't run, it doesn't run fully. It doesn't run on first-gen phones or first-gen iPods touches. No. I think it partially runs on the second-gen iPod, but some things don't uh, work. Well, that's cool. well, multitasking, according to what I was reading online, will not work with anything below... The 3G iPhone, so just right. the 3G and the 3GS will have so all of all of these, you know, all these great new things with OS 4. Uh, second gen iPhone will have some, you know, subsection of of these upgrades, right. and As the first the gen iPod. is is pretty much left out left out in the cold. Right, and I think the iPod Touch is the same way. First gen iPod Touch, no. Second gen gets something. It's not sure what the third gen covers at all, <clears throat> but if I remember correctly, the iPad doesn't get it at the same time. 
there's a delay when it comes to the iPad, which I thought was kind of amusing. I I was under the impression that that this would work with the iPad out of the box. Oh, have they that changed that? This will be, be a free. This will be a free upgrade for it's, the I, iPad. When I first read it, they said something about how it was going to be. Uh, I have to. I, I'd have to go find that link. That the iPad would get it later. It would first go on the iPhone and iPod Touches, and then the iPad would get it shortly thereafter. No, it, I had maybe read they that. changed that iPhone OS. Well, while you're talking, I'm going. Well, to yeah, yeah. There's 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 other stuff that's involved with OS four. Uh, one of the other ones that a lot of people are talking about is iAds. Now, this is Apple's mobile advertising solution. So instead of leaving the app where the ad can't come f- comes from, which is kind of what you know you you have now with some of the free apps that have you know built in advertising. This is supposed to offer interactive ad content without actually leaving the application. That makes me now, so nervous. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, you know, basically it, it's one of those things where depending on how annoying it is, it'll be worth it to either delete the app or, or buy it just to make it stop. I th- Yes, and I think it's going to be as annoying as in-app purchases. Which is I, one yeah. of the things that Apple. I wish Apple hadn't given us because I'm so tired of getting this called free app that as soon as you get in, you have to buy three dollars worth of stuff to play it. Um, and oh, yeah, they, yeah, but isn't isn't that mostly with games? Yes, it's a lot with games, but expect to see more of it. It's just a great way, you know. You get your app out there for free, but if you want to use it, you have to pay for it. You know, it's a, and I just think this in app, this whole idea of. Apple's equivalent of flat advertisements that interrupt your web browsing, you know, it's, it, it, it makes me nervous. Well, do you do you kind of do you kind of equate this to be like Apple's Flash, the iAds? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you go to a website today and you get stopped and you have to watch a video ad, and then you can go on yeah, the website. Is, I oh, expect apps just... to be exactly like that. And, well, uh, if you remember back when the, the I think it was the second version of the Zune came out. Oh, yeah. That they had this thing where, all right, you didn't have to pay. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to pay for a particular game, but you were kind of before the game would even start, you were forced to watch like a thirty-second Hyundai commercial or something along those lines. You know, I I started a company with a, a business partner of mine, and we never got very far with it, which, which was a technology to allow the user to control what apps they saw and when they, I mean, what ads they saw and when they saw them to get free content. Everybody wants free content. The problem sure. is you need to make the ads interesting to the user. So you need them to be targeted. They need to be something you want to watch. You know, I don't care if I see an ad for an SUV or a baby diapers. It's just, but that seems to be what pops or up. Or SUV baby diapers. SUV baby diapers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so th- we were going to come, we had, we had come up with a technology and I'm hoping Apple will do something like this, that those ads will at least be interesting to you. Oh, that it to, will, yeah. To the individual. Now this is what Google does. Like Google does, you, you know. Google? This is this is this is this is why Google is is collecting so much information from everyone that uses Google services, so that they can target ads toward your demographic. Right, and and you know what? You're you're more likely to click on them, or more likely to watch them if it's something they know you're interested in. You know, if you're not, exactly. you're never going to buy, you know, laundry soap for you know that's not something you personally buy. Stop throwing. Then why the give ads me the ad for it? Face, yeah. And to me, it's exactly. A, it becomes a negative thing. It's not a positive thing. So I, 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 my, the jury's out for me on, on high ads. I'm hoping they're not as annoying as they sound. Uh, by the way, on the Apple website, it says 
iPhone OS 4 will ship this summer for iPhone and iPod Touch and for iPad in the fall. Oh, okay. Well, then you were right. So yeah, I remember uh, OS 4 won't, won't be available. And now that doesn't really make any sense to me because the iPad with the, the faster processor is that. more capable than well, the iPhone or the iPod Touch, so why not? Why not make? Well, either that or they're saving. They're holding some features back that'll be yeah. exclusive to the iPad. Yeah, it's. I think Apple's trying. Very, you know, there was this whole worry that the iPad is just going to be the, you know, the i an iPod Touch. You know, or yeah, iPod, a big iPod, iPod Touch. My iPod Touch is a is an iPad Nano. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. And I think they're trying very hard to show that it's something different. And it is. I've played with it. It's. I don't own one yet. It's very. No, neither do I. It's very different. You know, it was not a giant iPod Touch, um, and I think maybe this may be one of the ways of doing that. That they'll put different features. They'll have additional features that the phones won't get, and they have to continue to develop those. We'll see. Well, it already has some features that you know. Number one, it's got a bigger screen. It's, it's got more uh, memory available to it. It's got a faster processor. I mean, there's there's a lot to the iPad that you know. And you know, if you look at the, the types of apps that are starting to come out for it, they are. I think they are building this. To, and you know, of course, this is also. Let's keep in mind that this is the the first generation, right? Of the of this type of product. Now, of course, there's been. You know, tablets over the last ten years, mostly running either Windows or Linux, and without fail, none of them have had any real traction in the market. Well, they're not because really ta- they're not really pads. Like, I mean, they're they're handheld computers as opposed to being yes, what, being a smart device. You know, Apple's been pushing right. towards the smart device kind of idea. I'm hoping computing doesn't and, go completely that way, but I could see a major portion of it going that way. Well, you know, uh, Gaz and I have talked about this at length on, on some of the other podcasts, yep. and that that the the iPad, and you know, I mean, fanboy and and Kool Aid aside, <laughs> this really is a a different type of device than anything that Apple has created or anything that that anyone else has created before. I agree. And the proof of the pudding of this is that I within. You know, this year, before this year is out, there will be Android-based tablets. Oh, of course there so. will be, and probably next year, there will be Windows, you know, Series 7 or phone, God, Windows Phone Series, whatever they <laughs> Thank heck, you, Microsoft, calling. for the worst name in the world for a product. <laughs> and they keep changing it. <laughs> yeah, they I can't know. even keep it. You know, it's like, well, what are we going to call it today? Let's call it Fred. So it's Windows Fred. Windows you know, or, Phone or, 7, is that what it is? Like yeah, Windows Phone Series 7. You know, I mean, whatever the hell it is that they're calling it, uh, there will be tablets based on that. And the interesting part of that is many of the things that you know all the tech pundits were complaining about with you know not only the iPad but the iPhone and, and the iPod Touch are things that Microsoft is doing. <laughs> the, it, the first ones won't have copy and paste. Right. You know they're going to have a, a a closed application store where they vent all the apps. And you know I mean I'm sorry. What does this sound like again? It sounds like they're copying someone. Well, I you know, I, Microsoft has had that that you know we're not innovators, we're copiers kind of 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for stigma um, tag <laughs> stigma stigma yeah <coughs> for 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 a very very long time they have and 
And it's not necessarily fair. Now, there's, you know, part of it is is that, you know, they have 90 plus percent of the marketplace. And when you have that much, that much market share, it, it kind of limits you to what you can do. You can't be nimble. You can't be quick. You can't be innovative without breaking stuff that came before. And and I'll just to put a plug for Microsoft in there. I I have I'm staring at a Windows Seven machine right now, and sure. And this is gonna sound terrible because I'm an Apple fanboy. You know, I love my Macs. I, like I said, I have 13 of them in this room or something. I mean, I've owned Macs all my <laughs> life. It's, I'm I, I'm I'm afraid to turn around and count the stack behind me. You know, there's a lot of my old ones I worked on and stuff. Um, the Windows 7 machine, I almost like using it better at times. There are things I wish that Apple would steal from Windows this time. There are things that just well, they they actually have in some. And you know, let, let's let's not get into that whole that whole right. discussion. That's a discussion for another but day. I, I don't want to belittle. But Microsoft. both both companies, both companies, give and take from each they other. Do. At most, definitely. you know, these are the these are the two as far as as you know major computer manufacturers. Let's face it. Microsoft on the software end and Apple on the hardware and software end are the, are the two companies that are really innovating in in this space today. Yeah, you know, Sony should be there too. It's so sad that Sony has just sort of forgotten but they're not. how to do this. It, they invented the the portable music device. Where the hell are they? Well, they you know they had that space and they sat on it. And that's that and Apple it's almost like Apple learned that lesson. Yeah. That you they couldn't just come out with with uh, a slightly bigger iPod, you know, every single year and oh well we'll change the screen a little bit. You know, the, and that cuz that doesn't work. That's not innovation. That's that's just you know the the repackaging of whatever it was you did before yep. and hoping that that somebody out there is going to buy it and that's what Sony did that's what Sony did with uh and you know people will probably disagree with this but they kind of did that with the PSP they they certainly did that with all of their portable audio stuff oh yeah i they did it with their laptops i mean you know sitting in front of me uh is an old Sony laptop that I had for a company I worked for. I, I use it for uh, as a home controller system, but uh, really thin, really small metal case. I mean, it, it was innovative in its design. It has a dock that, that adds the floppy and the DVD drive to it, but sure. it pops off. It, it's just beautifully designed. Sony always had beautifully designed products. My house used to be Sony everywhere, Sony television, Sony stereo. So I, I think about how few products I have now that are Sony th- that Apple has replaced in many cases, computers and yeah. all that. But just they don't I don't they, they don't count anymore. Too bad. But like you said, Apple innovates and everybody else follows yep. and Microsoft innovates in software. I still think they don't get how to do hardware. You know, the Zune was a perfect example of them not doing it right yeah. and then going, what, no, what did Apple do? Oh, let's copy that. Okay. Um, well, there was a little bit more to it than that, but the problem was they waited so long to put out a good product right. that it no longer mattered. The market had already passed them by. Yep. At the time when, when the Zune was a, a decent portable audio player, well, Apple already had portable video players. Well, so then, they, then they came out with a phone, and then they came out with something that was kind of like the phone, but was a portable media player with the, with the iPod Touch. Well, at some point in the future, so, we should talk about what it is that makes companies think they have to be in all those spaces. I mean, I, I don't get why Google needs to have a phone. 
They had an agreement with Apple. They could put a lot. Oh, of I, stuff can there. Why, I can why tell, tell you why. I can tell you why they they, they felt they needed to have a. It wasn't so much the phone. It was the phone OS. I guess I just that, think they, that they were looking to push. Now the, <clears throat> the problem. You know what? We're, we're we're going off topic again. Let let's get through OS four real real quick. Let's this we'll won't take back, much going longer. back to OS four. Going back to OS four, uh, we talked about multitasking. We talked about Folder. iads folders. Well, folders. That's well. That's gonna. Be, that kind of fits in with what they're doing with <clears throat> multitasking. Now, the, the well, actually, it's a little bit bigger than that. The nice thing about the folders is that you know you'll no longer have this. What is it? Twelve screen limitation. Hundred eighty apps. Okay. Well, instead of having you know all of these apps spread across all these other pages and having to scroll, 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 scroll to get to them. Well, now you have a folder. Folder has games in it. Folder has you know these types of applications and those types of applications. So instead of constantly scrolling, you you click on the folder. It opens up, and you've got all those types of apps. And you may have to go a screen or two there, but it's certainly going to be easier to find stuff. And organization wise, it. It will hold up to 2,160 apps now that you can get access to without having to use yeah. Find. Without having to use Find. I just learned... I uh, assuming that you have the, the memory for it, the storage for right. it. But I just learned that last night. I didn't know that you could put more than fit on the screen. Yeah. I never knew that. So I was always deleting apps to get a new one because I needed a spot. I didn't realize you could just keep adding them. Uh, but 2160 is the number they claim. And, and these fo- pop-open folders, much like you see on the iPad today... Uh, see, mm-hmm. the iPad has some of this already, so that sounds kind of interesting. I like that. It's supposed to well, have- as as far as folders go for for the iPhone and the iPod Touch, and you're right. This this is more of an organizational tool. So you know, it sounds like they're they're tweaking the UI to make it easier for for people to get to their stuff because that's what they want. They well, you know maybe see, let's think about it. So. It's 180 apps is is uh, is a significant amount, but it's a nit in the how many 250,000 that are available, and and the phones are all coming and uh, devices are all coming out with more memory. There's a lot more apps you want to have. You need a way to better organize them. And right. you know, when there was only 10,000 apps in the apps the the app store, and you only had 10 or 12 on your computer because on your device that's all you cared about, this wasn't interesting. My iPod Touch has got no empty spaces. Like I said, I was deleting things to make room for new stuff I wanted to try. Well, have you got a, you have a 64 gig iPod Touch? No, I have a 32. And uh, I think it's a 32. That's a good question. I have to look at the back. Man, you must no, have, I have a 16. Have a actually, ton of apps. I have a 16. You've got a ton of apps for a 16. For I mean, it's full. what kind of space do you have left for uh, it's, for like content? So amazingly, it's only or do half you even, full. Do you even use it for that? It's only half full. Oh, I have a lot of video on there, and I have a lot of music on there, and it's still only half full. It's I'm amazed because I know I run, I run, I have a 32. I have a 32 gig uh, 3GS. And I have, you know, of course, I have a lot of video on mine, but I, ha- I have trouble keeping stuff on it because I have really? to keep taking stuff off just to make room. Can I tell from the device itself? I can't remember how I do that. Uh, you have to plug it into your your Mac, right? Well, do you have a 3GS? No, no, no. I have an or iPod Touch. Or the 3G? Touch. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. That's right. You said that. iPod Touch. So it's a 16-gig iPod Touch. It has, it has one, let's see, I, I count four open spaces at the moment because I just deleted some stuff. Okay, so all the pages are full of apps, including some big ones like it has Mist on it, which is huge. And well, I have, I've never tried. And that. I probably have, I probably have two thousand songs on it easy, 
And yeah, I think the the biggest app I have is the uh, the Navigon AG GPS app, yeah, which is I think is about one and a half gigs. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. But anyway, I still have half my space left. I'm about half full at the moment. Well, one of the things that you may want to make space for with OS four is Game Center. Now, these are apps that are meant to work. Yeah, this this is one of the new things with OS four. Uh, these are apps that are meant to work within uh, what what they're calling an Apple social gaming network. Invite friends to play, track achievements, high score leaderboards. Sound effect, please. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the 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 thing is gone. Oh, did it time out? Oh no! <laughs> it went away. Uh, would have been right. perfect for that. Take two. Okay. Apps to work in Apple's social gaming network. Invite friends to play. Track achievements. High score leaderboards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're having too much fun with that. Um, to, to kind of uh, end the discussion on OS 4, there's, there's a bunch of uh, new APIs as well. There's a calendar access where apps can, can edit directly the phone's calendar. In-app SMS, you can create text messages directly in apps. This is what's coming. Okay. Photo library access, video playback, and capture. Oh. So I'm, I'm thinking <clears throat> editing on the fly. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, map kit improvements, more direct connection to customize mapping functionality. And something that, that is in OS X, but hasn't really so far been in the iPhone OS, is uh, Quick Look. Oh, really? Yeah, which lets you preview documents without actually opening the app. Now, since there isn't a, a visible, or at least not yet anyway, a visible file structure right. in the iPhone OS, I'm not quite sure how that's going yeah, to work. Is there going to be a separate? Is there going to be a separate folder for documents? Or maybe you that will maybe let you, you do tap that? and hold your finger on an uh, on an app on certain types, and it'll show you the last the last. The last one you were working yeah, on? maybe. I don't know. It's an interesting point. There's a couple other things that you didn't mention. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the unified mail now comes to the Oh, devices. oh, you know what? I, that was one of the things when I saw that, I was like, thank you, finally. finally. Thank you, Steve, because yeah. I've, got, I've got like, well, I'm sure you do too. I've got like seven different, you know, email addresses. <clears throat> yeah. And to have to sit there and say, okay, well, I've got four in this one and, and you have six to go back, in this right? one. It's not like you can just get all like, the way back, back, back. back, that one, forward, forward, back, 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 back. Yeah, that drives me nuts. And then the other That's one is iBooks are coming to iPhone and iPod touches. What's- well, you know, I know some people have, you know, I think Tim has mentioned it on a couple occasions that he's, he's tried to read books on his iPhone. It's hard. And, yeah, the, the screen, I think, is just too small. To, to really do that well, you need something with a larger screen like the iPad for for books and magazines. You know, I mean, you can you can surf the web and, and you can surf it relatively well on an, an iPhone or an iPod Touch. But let's face it, it's not an optim, optimal experience. It's definitely not, yeah. You know, you're constantly kind of pinching and zooming and all this other stuff just to see the content on the site. And you know, the, you know. Of course, the nice thing about it is that in most cases, it's not the mobile versions of the sites; it's right. the it's the full version of whatever the web page is, which is nice because that means you're seeing it you're seeing it in a layout in which it was intended to be. But at the same time, if you have to, you know, keep 
scrolling and going back and forth in one direction or another just to kind of follow along with the page, well, then, you know, that's that's not a really yeah. great experience. And, and I have, I have like, stands and a couple other book readers on here, and I've tried it. And you can do it, but you're turning pages an awful lot. Um, yeah. I'm just reading this. It says iPhone OS 4 will work with iPhone 3G, iPhone 3GS, and the second and third generation iPod touches. With some exceptions. And then it says, not all features are compatible with all devices. That's the, <laughs> exactly. For example, multitasking is available only with iPhone 3GS and third generation iPod Touch with 32 or 64 gigabytes of memory. So, ah, okay. So, so the the 3G won't have multitasking then. Yeah. So it's it seems like now is that because it only has 16 yes, gigs? I, I suspect it's fully has to do with the amount of memory in it. It may also have to do. I don't know if they changed the amount of RAM inside those across those devices. I suspect they did, and I bet you this is more have to you know. For, for those well, of you the who 3G develop, I think originally was was eight and sixteen. Right. The now, 3G mind, was. Let's not confuse the amount of gigabytes of storage. With the amount of gigabytes how much of RAM. working RAM there are, and I'm, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my my uh, iPod Touch, and I usually see about 20 megabytes of available RAM at any given time for an application to run in. Okay, and most have trouble getting in there. In fact, if I look now with an application you cannot get anymore called Free Memory, it tells me I have 9.5 megabytes available. So many apps will fail right now if I try to open them because there just isn't enough memory right. available. So I suspect those later devices have more more RAM as well. It's a wild guess because I'm uh, not. You mean you mean the the later devices? Yeah, like the 3GS and the third generation. Okay. iPods probably have more well, RAM for the application to run in, and that's what's really necessary to do more multitasking. I'm sure. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, so. You know, and of course, everyone—not everyone, but a lot of the tech sites—are complaining that that you know devices that Apple was selling just last year. When we're talking about, you know, not only the the three G, but but even the the two G iPhones won't be able to run the latest OS. And and you you kind of have to look at it and say, you know, this isn't a device that you can open up, and, and it's pretty much the same across the board as far as phones go, right. that you can add more RAM to or add more storage space to, unless, of course, it has like an SD card or something like that, which is <laughs> something that Apple doesn't <laughs> well, allow on iDevices. Yeah, well, to take that a step further, Apple still sells an 8-gigabyte iPod Touch 3rd Gen. That's available today. Will not run multitasking. Right, right. So you have to. It's funny they go eight. They've sort of left out sixteen, and they jump right to thirty-two, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, but it does, I'm almost trying to see on the specs if they say the amount of RAM, and they don't. They just talk about storage space. But I'm guessing that has to do with some of the. That's one of the reasons it's different. Yeah, it, pro- it probably does. Yeah. Right. Well, the the last thing that we need to talk about tonight, Owen, is that we're running a contest. We're running a contest. I hear. I hear we're we running a contest. Are, we are running a contest. And, and <laughs> it's, uh, it's and I'll Mac stop Alley doing has. That, I promise, has, I'm done has, with the sound effects. Oh darn it! I was. Well, I like the other one. I like that one better. Uh, Mac Alley has very generously supplied us with some prizes for, and you know, I want to say this right up front: it's for U.S. listeners only. I'm sorry. But they, you know, they just don't. They, you know, they're just not going to ah, ship it overseas. That's why so this, Gaz is not here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's for it's for U.S. listeners only, and there are, there are two prizes. Each prize has two items in it, 
And the first one I'm going to talk about is the is the two prizes for the winner of the iPhone and, and iPod Touch category. The the first prize, and these are all from McCallie, is called the Power Link. Can I win these? Which <laughs> These are some. Sorry? These are some cool gadgets. I want. No, I you, want to you win cannot. These. You cannot win these. <laughs> the first one is the uh, the Power Link, which is a three in one battery pack, data sync, and flash drive for the iPhone and the iPod. Now this retails for about fifty bucks, and, and Mac Alley is just going to give it forty nine to the winner to the forty nine ninety nine to the winner of this contest. The second part of the the iPhone iPod touch category is the Power Go. This is a USB, AC and car charger kit for the iPhone the iPhone 3GS and the iPod. You know, you've got you've got a separate USB port for a power recharge. It's got a built-in 100 milliamp uh what is it? Uh Milliamp. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got, got a battery. It's got a battery built in. So you. Yeah, so it's got a battery built in. My guess is, just looking at this, you plug it in and you charge it up, and then you can use it not plugged in to charge USB devices. Now, it looks to me, even though they say 3G and iPod, it just supplies USB power. So you should be able to like put any USB device in there. I bet that does. Oh yeah, doesn't I'm sure. Too much power anyway. Yeah. It's got a power status and charging status LED indicator. It's got a test button so you can find out how much battery you have left. You can plug this into the wall. You can plug this into your your uh, car power adapter. Cool. I'm going to buy one. And of it incl- these. It, yeah, I, I'm thinking about getting one of these myself for cool. the car. I like this. It's it's it, it includes the cables as well for for um, mini USB, USB, micro U, and micro USB cables. They include these cables, awesome. and and that's that is just awesome. That's forty nine. So those also forty nine ninety nine by the way, which means so for the iPod guys, that's a hundred dollars worth of prizes. Right for the Power Link and the Power Go, that's a hundred bucks right there for whoever wins the iPhone iPod Touch category. Now for the Mac. For the Mac, we've got this thing, or actually McCallie has this thing, called the Tune Fan. Now, it, this is, it, it's, it's, a, it's a laptop stand. You know, it sits in your lap, laptop goes on top of it, which is kind of too bad because they've got this, this fan that sits in the middle of it that's got like a blue light in it. It's, it's, it just looks yeah, it's beautiful, here, at least here the in the picture. On top. <laughs> yeah, so just put the computer off to the side and just look at the, the spinning blue fan. The pretty spinning blue fan. Ooh. But actually, there's more to it than that. It's got two other speakers and a subwoofer, 2.1 stereo speakers with a subwoofer and a cooling fan. And it's USB. It's USB bus powered, and this thing is just gorgeous. That's very cool. So, and an AC DC adapter as well. So it it takes the sound out of the USB port, right? Uh, it's USB bus probably. powered speakers, so Looks like it doesn't it. mean you have to plug them in a second wire. This is going to take for many people who don't know. Yeah, this, you can get speakers to plug into FireWire and USB. I think I've reviewed sure. on my Mac, and they just. They you, they add a new sound output device to the sound control panel. So this, when you plug it in to get power, it also gives you powered speakers, which is very cool. Yep. It also has a line-in jack if you want to put in, like, your iPod or your Zoom. Oh, to use the speakers. Okay. Yeah, the Zoom. It says it's Windows 2000 XP Vista and Windows 7 compatible. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. It does say that there. <laughs> right under Mac OS 10.1 or later. Yep. So you can use pretty much, pretty much whatever you want, and it supports both USB one and two. Uh, the other prize in the Mac category 
is a, a high speed USB transfer cable called what is that called? The trans, the trans cable. Trans cable. Yep. And this is a thirty dollar prize. I think the. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't say that. The uh, the tune the, the tune fan was a hundred bucks all by itself. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing, direct drag-and-drop transfer between computers. You can share files, transfer data conveniently. No network setup or driver needed. Bidirectional data transfer. Two-step easy op- operations supports Mac, Mac to PC, PC to PC, and you know all the way around, whatever it is you want to do. No file size or, or media capacity limitations, and it, it's pretty fast with a 16-megabyte transfer rate. That's a this is a $30 price. Yeah, so on the on the the iPhone iPod side, we're talking two prizes hundred that are worth a hundred bucks that Macaulay is going to give you. On the Mac side, two prizes worth one hundred and thirty dollars that Macaulay is going to give you. Now, let me tell you how you can win these prizes. All you have to do send an email to contest at mymac.com. There'll be a random pick drawing for both of these prizes. The email must include, actually, uh, Scott's going to say, it must include the prize you want. Actually, we're, we're not going to do that. You know, if we draw your name and, you know, you're going to get whichever one. Well, no, you, which, you want to know which, if they want iPhone, iPod, <coughs> we're going to have a drawing for each, right? A drawing for each, right. right. But it, it won't matter. You know, basically, uh, what I had here listed in, in my show notes was that, that you know, put in the prize that you want, but it, it, frankly, it's not going to matter. If we draw your name for either one of these, you're a winner. Okay. Because these are great prizes. Mm-hmm. But but what the email must include is your name, your shipping address. Remember, this is U.S. only. Your telephone number, and preferably a Skype name, so that hopefully uh, next Thursday when Gaz is back. We can talk. Gaz and I can talk to you via Skype. If if you don't, if the people that we pull don't have a Skype name, or if if they're not online when uh, we're when we're going to be speaking, which will be six p.m. Uh, like between six and seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think it's April twenty second. Yeah, that which is next Thursday. Then I'll try to call you on the telephone, and we'll try to talk to you that way. Now you you've got to have this in before. Midnight Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday, April 20th, which is this next Tuesday. So by midnight, April 20th, you've got to have your, your, uh, your entry in. And then uh, we'll, we'll, pull, we'll pull the winners from that on uh, probably on Wednesday the we, 21st. And, and we need the fast-talking guy, em, employees of Mac Alley and their affiliates, employees in, and of my Mac and the affiliates are not eligible to win. Are, yeah, all of those people are not eligible to win. So if you work for Macaulay, sorry. If you work for MyMac.com, sorry. 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 You can't win. Sorry. Go buy one. <laughs> yes. And because this actually, yeah, that's that's an excellent suggestion. Because even if you don't win, go to macalley.com. Check out these prizes. Yes, these are great, great prizes and products. And I'd like to thank MacAlley for donating them to us so that we can give them to you, our loyal listeners of the MyMac.com podcast. That's the last one. Well, no, you, I think I've got one more oh, for I you. i got to bring it back up? Okay. Speaking of the MyMac.com podcast, it's almost time for us to go. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's the one I was looking for. So for, for Owen and myself, 
I hope you all have a, a great day or evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this, and we'll see you next week. So long. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to podcast at MyMac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Photo Tech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes.